0: The galaxy explodes. The rebels return. You can relive it all with Kenner's Star Wars: Return of the Jedi Collection.
1: Rebel attack squad ahead.
0: New Imperial shuttle. You have to put it together. Batteries not included. Action figures each sold separately. After
1: him, excellent, Lord Vader. Death Star signaling. Ring mean, up. Uh, Prepare to land. Landing gear down. Ramp engaged. This battle station better be ready, or yes, my Emperor.
0: New Imperial shuttle. Action figures sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars: Return of the Jedi Collection. Here we go.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen.
3: We are tonight's entertainment.
1: I'm going to kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow.
0: That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This (laughs) does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Most impressive. You are on
4: the Sith List. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 144 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Dolan Shahi, and my co pilots for this evening's adventure in the podcasting The Young, The Restless, The Bearded One, Mr. Carlos Buarguello, Buarguel. the man we call front. Aw, the man we call Crunch Crunch isn't here tonight. Well, he isn't here now, but he is on his way. Don't fret. Stuck in Southern California traffic, but he'll be here any second. So we'll skip over the man we call Crunch Crunch. The man we call El Hombre. The man who's been trying to get a hold of Taylor Swift through all kinds of Different social media platforms, but he just can't seem to get in. Wink, wink. Mister
2: Eric doesn't know what to say to that. <laughs> Strathers, <laughs> what's up, buddy? How you doing, dude? I'm great, man. It has been an exceptional last few days. Everything coming up? Everything's coming up, Strothers. Yeah, nice. that's for that's for true. Got to go see my mom. Oh, nice. Got see, yeah, got to see my mother-in-law. It's a whole thing. That's very cool. Yeah, played a couple of good rock shows. Got to go to the zoo with my son on his field trip. Ruled. Oh, oh that's
5: adorable, dude. That's rad. Did they? Did they have like special T-shirts that they painted animals on them? No, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no like that's that. what we did. I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. So, so like the week before, we got, well, everybody got like white T-shirts, and we would paint like animals that we that we wanted to see at the zoo on them and stuff oh. like that. It was, it was one of my favorite like kindergarten memories. That's rad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You great. had a creative teacher. Yeah, it was the only thing that shut us up. So yeah, yeah. So it was, it was either eat the paint or paint with it. So oh, she's like paint yeah. with or it. Or sniff the paint. Well, yeah, that too. That that came later. That was in high school. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's funny, yeah, right? dude, it was great, man. My little boy and I had the best time. Two dudes going to the zoo. We got to ride a school bus, which he thought was dope. And yeah, it was great. That's so rad. Are you getting ready for Mother's Day? Yeah, dude. So check this out. My wife, like I told you last week, she, you know, she's so into the MCU. Mm-hmm. that shopping for mother's day was it's nothing but marvel like their version <laughs> of the six inch black series figures right tons of those oh that's rad so yeah it's like <laughs> oh my gosh do they have fat thor no and that kind of pisses me off because it was a two-pack with thor and rocket in the time suits yeah yeah you know, but it's just a repack of the Thor with a different, the, the just different paint job. But I wanted that rocket. Yeah, got it. So it's like, that's how you do it. But I thought about taking the Thor and see if I could, you know, modify the figure somehow with some, get some modeling clay. and.
4: Yeah, get that thing. That'd be legit. Or you yeah. could get it like a McFarlane, the dude. You know what I mean? He's, probably, he's <laughs> made it. McFarlane's probably made the dude a hot toy. Yeah, a a hot, hot toy, toy, toy or something.
2: The dude. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and you just put it on that. Pretty much. That's what speaking was.
2: of which, yeah. How about that tweet I sent you? <laughs> yeah, today? that was
4: mind blowing, huh? Yeah. Why, why don't
2: you tell our listeners what you sent me? So I can. Let me see who the account was because I don't want to. I would be remiss to not credit the the person who it was. But they were talking about the fact that that Tony makes the the remark about from the Big Lebowski from a Danny Fernandez says, wait a second, did Tony Stark never think Obadiah looked like actor Jeff Bridges from The Big Lebowski? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> says, yeah, and I love this alternate reality where the MCU probably has Randy Quaid as the dude. That's really, so that's, good. That's, that's really good. Well, yeah, because, you know, they make reference to it. Well, you know, the actor was in the damn movie. So. It sure was. Boo, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good.
4: Everything fine? Yeah, everything's good. Everything's good, Every, yeah. Everything coming up, boo? Every, yeah,
5: everything's coming up, boo, yeah.
4: Mm, nice. Let me give out the shenanigans before we get into everything. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Tune into podcasts like Now This Podcasting, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 287, First Order Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered by Randy and Jason. And we want to give a huge shout out to new members of our family, of our Podcast Network family, the Tatooine Sons Podcast. It's a Star Wars podcast, a dad using Star Wars to teach his sons about life. So very cool. If you haven't listened to them, they are fantastic. And we were really happy to welcome them to our MSW Network family. And I think it gives a a diverse kind of feel to the whole network. We got us with the pop culture and Star Wars, the rest of the Star Wars with different types of Star Wars podcasts and this one, especially a family-oriented podcast on MSW. And welcome, welcome, welcome. There you go. Quick question. What's the podcast that Jason and Randy have? Fingered by Randy and Jason. I've been saying Fingered with Randy and Jason for a long time, but it's Fingered
5: by Randy and Jason. Oh, just double checking. Just (laughs) double checking. I was like, is that a snafu or is that on purpose? Oh, it's definitely on purpose. Oh, okay. Just just check. All right.
4: Also, little shout outs here. Steel Wars, the live event from Chicago is out now. You can check it on YouTube if you want to. Watch me on the panel. Watch Brezen again. Watch Chris Taylor. Watch Eric Strathers on the ones and twos. Rashad, obviously Steele, Emily Lind, Claire Stribling, People that you know and you've heard, if you listen to our network, they are all on it. Mr. Grosso, that's on the Patreon. It's definitely worth the watch. <laughs> worth the money. <laughs> worth the money, for sure. So, and I'm hoping I'm not keeping anybody else off. If I am, I apologize. But King Thomas also makes an appearance. Check that out. And Blue Harvest, again, congratulations on number 200 fantastic great episode uh great to hear everybody just giving them the well wishes and they deserve all of it and congrats on watching tool last night buddy he texted me afterwards and he was so excited and so pumped up and i was so excited for him and new album is coming out for all you tool fans first albums in 13 years i believe coming out i believe he said in august that is that all right guys are you ready to get into some box office absolutely well absolutely I think, I think we all know <laughs> what it is, to be honest. But yeah, sure. Yeah, this is insane. I mean, it just gets crazier and crazier. In just 12 days of a global release, Avengers Endgame is already the second largest worldwide release of all time, topping 2 billion globally and delivering over 619 million at the domestic box office. That is Good insane. Lord. People, they're saying by next week, it's going to pass Avatar being the highest grossing film of all time. Has somebody talked to uh, James Cameron? James Cameron about? He'll instantly bring up inflation.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, if he, he if he hadn't waited so goddamn long to make his fucking sequel, he wouldn't oh, have to bring up but inflation. We have news about that a
4: little later. Who gives a shit? <laughs> we have news. Exactly. The only reason I get oh, I don't give a shit. But the only reason I give a shit is because what it's sandwiched in between is what I give a shit about. And we'll talk about that in a sec. But yeah, Endgame is still just killing it. That's Avengers Endgame made 145 million. The Intruder made 11 million. And Longshot made 10 million. Number two, number three, well, well behind. That is the uh, box office report. And that's coming from boxofficemojo.com. Now, we do have some Star Wars stuff to talk about. And Mr. Struthers, he's going to guide us through this crazy galaxy from far, far away.
2: Well, there is some Star Wars stuff, man, and but we're going to start with the big news first, okay? And just like it plagues us on this show, it also plagues me on the Bad Motivators, which we recorded on Monday. The very next day, they announce the following: that after the Rise of Skywalker comes out this December, we won't get another Star Wars movie until December of twenty twenty-two. Three years. Bom. Yeah, man. Three years. And then after that, it will be two year gaps. December 2022, 2024 and 2026. Now, they don't say that like which projects it'll be, if it's going to be the Ryan Johnson thing or if it's going to be the Game of Thrones dudes thing. If it's going to be an actual trilogy that's a combined thing or if it's hell, who knows? Maybe it's. That, you know, the two of those hopscotching back and forth, or maybe uh-huh. it's something we've never heard of. But yeah, so there's that. And he- here's the deal. All right. All the people on social media going on and on about how old you're going to be when that last movie of that group of three comes out, shut up. All right. <laughs> I get I it. Saw,
6: I saw
4: Noah Outlaw, our boy Noah Outlaw, who I love to death. He's like, I'm going to be 26.
2: I was like, I'm gonna come over there right now and just kill you right now, Noah. How well, dare here's you. my how here's my thing. I mean, are people going in and being like, "Oh my God!" when whenever I graduate from high school, I'm gonna be 17 when they're six. No, it's because it's just who cares? Who cares? You know how old I'm <laughs> gonna be? Older than I am now. That's how old I'm gonna be. Seven years older. You know how I look at it, Eric? I look at how? it. We're gonna have a podcast though. Till-
4: 2026 for sure I
5: mean I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to talk to you guys still then <laughs> yep yep Fuck. you still
4: have to do a, a weekly podcast because there's gonna be all kinds of news still going on shit so I, that's how I see it I see it's gonna Star Wars is gonna be relevant till I'm fucking about to die not that 2026 I'm gonna die I'm yeah just yeah. yeah, I'm just saying like <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna have Star Wars forever and it, you know what haunts me more than anything not how old I'm gonna be that one day I'm not gonna be able to see a Star Wars film because I'm gonna be
2: dead um we're not gonna think about that <laughs> So, okay, so, yeah, that's a big deal. Now, admittedly, you're thinking, well, what can all these Star Wars podcasts that we know and love, what are they going to do in the meanwhile? Well, that's a great question. And let me just tell you, we'll be talking about all the super dope Disney Plus content that's going to be coming out, plus the books, plus the comics, plus any other animated stuff like that they did with the uh, Galaxy of Adventures and all that don't worry. There will be Star Wars. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, think about this. There was tons
4: of tar- Star Wars podcasts when that huge gap between uh, Revenge of the Jedi, Revenge of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith <laughs> and Force Awakens. There's still Star Wars podcasts out there. Don't, don't fret, people. There's going to be Star Wars stuff out there.
2: So, speaking of the Game of Thrones guys and the Ryan Johnson thing. Uh, let's, okay. I'm looking at EW.com right now. All right. And it says, it's not clear whether those three films over six years would be the entire saga from one of those teams or on an alternating schedule. They may also be more closely related than fans originally expected. Wow. Yeah. So here it is. As they finish Game of Thrones. They're going to segue into Star Wars, Kennedy told EW last month of Benioff and Weiss. They're working very closely with Ryan. That
4: is crazy. So this could be either alternative kind of thing, like where they're working together and, and one year we get theirs, one, uh, two years later we get the other one, or they could just be collaborating completely and Johnson, yeah, could, be, that, Johnson could be directing while they do the, be the showrunners as you, you know, for yeah, example. That's, that that that's very well question. could be. They could just be the executive producers and the main force behind it. Mm. Johnson could be direct. Force.
2: Nice <laughs> <words>. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. So, so in this article, it, it also says that uh, Kathleen Kennedy uh, said that Lucasfilm is now, this is a quote from the article, not a quote from her quote is exploring, venturing far from the Skywalker era of Star Wars to perhaps distant points in the chronology, which Yeah, obviously is, you know, making people think, oh, maybe we get some uh, Knights of the Old Republic kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, that's pretty rad, man. And I remember when Off and Weiss were first brought on,
4: Kathleen Kennedy and Iger himself actually said that they had an idea for them. They wanted them to take over their idea of what the next trilogy was going to be. And then they he said that they. Uh, came with an idea of, no, this is what we want to do. We think we're going to be really good at doing this. And they sold Iger and Kennedy on it. So whatever that is, maybe it is Knights of the Old Republic, or maybe it's something that has nothing to do with Knights of the Old Republic, but in that vein, the right? Old lore, the,
2: old- the lore of the Force or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, the, now the other thing is, and Raj touched on this a little bit earlier when we were talking about the most relevant franchise, that there is right now. And that's James Cameron's avatar. The thing that everybody uh-huh. is thinking about daily. <laughs> it's on the tip of your tongue at all times is that that's the continuing of that story is going to be in like the alternate release schedule of the star Wars movies. Right. So when's the first one of those come out? Is it, is it in 2021 or 23? Let I, me go to my list right now. I think it's Oh
4: right. All right. It's case to case. Okay. The uh, first Avatar film, uh, Avatar. Oh, sorry. That was Avatar 3. First Avatar film is December 17th, 2021. Fox so, Avatar 2. Electric Boogaloo. You get a <laughs> blue galo. Blue galoo. By the way, Mr. Crunch Crunch, Les's is more. Adult, has stepped into the building ready to talk some Avatar. Les. Perfect timing. How you doing, buddy? Feeling blue like the. Keeps an avatar. Aww. The, the Navi. The girl, Navi. There you go. Oh, yeah. not good, man. It,
2: just, you know how I always say everything,
4: it, how Eric, everything's coming up, Strathers, everything's coming up. I'm going to I'm saying everything's going down less. Oh <laughs> Going down on less? Oh, <laughs> oh no, I don't, I don't say know that. about that. Oh.
3: Get some blue tail like an avatar. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah. That's funny. Uh-huh. That's a good That's one. That's
3: good. Funny. Put some blue ponytail. Yeah.
4: But, okay. <laughs> back on the avatar front. So. <laughs> This is what's interesting to me is I've always said that. Is it isn't interesting to you? This is interesting. <laughs> Avatar is interesting just Yes. So let me tell you why. It's, <laughs> let me tell you why. Because it might affect Star Wars. Because yeah. if Deep Avatar 2 and 3, let's just say Avatar 2 does well. Let's just say that one. just Let's just say it does. If Avatar 3 doesn't do well and tanks, which is very possible, then who knows if they're going to go on with 4 and 5. And if they have big old slots open in twenty twenty five and twenty twenty seven,
5: who knows what that means for Star Wars? They're going to do well. It's going to do well. You He's, think? Wait, they wait. wait, all wait do what well? does do well mean? No, uh, well, there's a, there's the, a do in, well, and okay. then there's well enough, close enough. If if not a billion dollars, but close enough to it, to where where it's worth it to them. But the thing with how long James Cameron has taken to make this shit, he is skating on thin motherfucking ice. Mm. If if I were Bob Iger, I'd be like, you better make me some motherfucking money because I've been. I've been sitting on this or for... Or just make a movie, you mean? Or, yeah, but Just still, make me a fucking movie? Yes, yeah, make yeah. me a fucking movie, but how long has it been since the first one? Close to a decade, if not over? Yeah. Well, more than a decade, right? Yeah. He's skating on super thin ice, so he knows he has to put out a fantastic product. I just think that... Billy Mays here with the fantastic product. I
3: think he painted himself <laughs> in a corner with Avatar. He did,
5: yeah, he fucked himself up. Nobody over. puts James in
3: the corner less. Well, James is in a damn corner. Yeah, he put himself in the fucking corner. Uh, it's one thing with the Terminator franchise, there's it's the time travel, it's it there's so many different entry points to do things, and then when you get with Avatar, it's literally on one fucking planet.
5: Yeah. Now but now we're that running in the water it. of the planet.
3: Oh, for well, more unobtainium? <laughs> like like is that for, for more unobtainium? <laughs> Because they got pushed off the bitch right at the end. They of that. sure did. Yeah, yeah. They they, sure so now did. they, they got to go try to get back on there through the
1: water. Water this
5: time. Water world Titanic.
1: Now that we're eccentric rich guys, we're going to go down twenty thousand feet and pants James Cameron while he's excavating the Titanic.
4: The only way it does huge numbers if he comes out with another crazy ass
3: yes avant garde. H D this H
4: D. Yeah, that. which he
5: is doing. Oh, yeah. No, and, and you know what? He to his credit, he usually does. So, yeah, no, when we have to go see this movie, I'm going to want to see it in whatever Max, whatever HD, Dolby, whatever he's, you know, pumping out because I know his product is going to look best and be the best on the best. screen. I'm going to see it in 1D on purpose. You just have to fuck with I'm gonna I'm going to have one of my eyes shut. I'm
4: just watching on 1D.
2: <laughs> Let me ask you something. Okay. Now, mind you, I know. That everybody likes to joke about James Cameron being, you know, a com- completely petty dick, right? A- and it, th- mind you, that's there's probably some truth in there somewhere, right? Because it wouldn't be such a pervasive thing among in the industry. However, it is still all secondhand information. But let's say, assuming that it's at least somewhat true, the guy is wealthy as can be, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, of course, he is. D- doesn't it stand a reason that he would just buy all the tickets to his own movie? Just <laughs> oh, I thought you had like a He, real that fucking, he is real devil's that advocate petty.
3: point, Eric. You shook that out of Yeah, head. I was waiting That's for hilarious. something like. I was, I was afraid, waiting for something. Eric's profound. on, Eric's on or something. Like, yeah, oh on god, something. Eric's about to drop it, dude. Uh. But he is. He is. He is <laughs> that petty. He is that petty. Okay, but. So, he's done The Abyss, which was underwater, and Titanic, which was underwater. Is he just going to combine the two for Avatar 2? Pretty much. Well, Titanic wasn't underwater. It percent. ended up there. Yeah. And it true. started there. Or well, Jack
4: did.
5: <laughs> oh. But it started there,
3: too, right? The whole thing started with the little...
4: Yeah,
5: yes, but, you're right. You're right. You're right. You that's right, that's so, right. Yeah. Yeah, that was his own vacation. Yeah,
4: that was his own excursion. Well, the what the rumor is that this next Avatar, I can't believe we're talking about Avatar this time. Yeah, we need to bank this that, for the
3: year. Yeah. Like this is this is it. We need to start like the Dan Patrick show yeah. and bank, bank five stuff. good seconds of James Cameron.
4: The rumor is that he is filming the film in areas that have never, ever been Explore.
3: So if he goes into an actual volcano, can he just fall into <laughs> the lava and be done? <laughs> I don't then, See, <laughs> I just, see but
5: <laughs> the, the thing of here we is, are in the middle of a volcano, active volcano. I hope so. And this is a terrible idea. Yeah.
3: The yeah. greatest thing that could come out of Avatar is that he's sh- shooting or filming in like places where there's like tribes that have no contact. Oh, and it turns into a found footage film <laughs> where he just got is, uh, eaten by those people. <gasps> and that's I've new. seen that movie already. That, that yeah. shit's
4: creepy, man. I, I saw that drone one where they're just staring at him. And they're all like those people that have never yes, seen yeah. Yes,
3: dude. And it's That's, like so someone finds the, the footage later yeah. and then yeah, yeah, it's him getting taken down by like some shaman or
5: something. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have like a Kali Ma moment Kalima. where he's his, ripping yeah. his heart yeah. out. This coffee is coffee is bar. Hanum Shabai, Hanum Shabai, Hanum Shabai. Oh, yeah. Hey, you just
4: cussed me out in Farsi. Did I? No. I was oh, about saying,
5: oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Dude, be yeah. careful.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, this just went south. How dare you, Estrathers, for bringing Avatar yeah, up? Fuck you Avatar. It, I'm sorry, man. Well, I mean, it's something you have to talk about in this that's timeline true. race. Because here's the other thing: we're, we're gonna be landing on the 50th anniversary of Star Wars. And that was there. my question. Yeah. Oh, and it's on. in. And, and and you know that's on 2027. In 2027. So what the hell, man? So we're not going to have some Star Wars movie come out on the 50th year? That's awful. You're right. they got to have something.
4: Celebration. Maybe a Christmas special
2: on TV.
6: Yeah.
4: If you want a breakdown of all this Star Wars happening in the timeline, Anthony Bresnan, again, does a great job and he reported on this thing. So check his article on Entertainment Weekly out. He has all that good stuff.
2: That guy is doing the best work on that. I got to tell you. He is. And a really nice guy too, by the way. Yeah, he, really he is a good dude. Guy. Wish I would have got a chance to, to hang out with him more. Yeah. Oh, that's nice right. You
3: were, you were busy, weren't you?
2: Yeah, but it was worth it because everybody <laughs> it enjoyed the show. Yeah. Sounded fantastic, Eric. I, I will dude, say that's, that. that whole thing, it, it's part of the what we refer to as Philo in the business. And it's how I, how I do work, and it's what happens at these things. It stands for first in, last out. Uh-huh. but it's worth it oh. if you can if, if you can take your skill set and and use it to let somebody else experience things and it's very fulfilling that's and i'm cool. happy to do it
5: didn't well, didn't struthers leave before we did yeah he took off yeah i was about to say wow that's dude. incorrect
2: that is inaccurate <laughs> he for sure <laughs> left before, before you know
4: i know less than i had to carry steel shit back to his room
2: <laughs> so well, first we were all outside
4: at
5: at that we point outside. we were all outside, yeah and then you yes. all got into so your ubers and correct. lifts and left my ass and,
4: and left his drunk ass the, and my drunk ass yes, we, we walked stumbling with 50 pound cool, fucking it's briefcases
2: cool. down the street but Dude, it i had cool. to carry a big tub full of cables back to the parking garage that's true it, it is true. It's 100% Boo shouldn't true. be
3: diminishing your work at
2: all. I was just, oh, I'm, I'm not doing shit. Eric's yeah, true. come on, Arash. That's boo didn't up, do dude. shit. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, didn't I didn't do so shit. All I did was drink I, and say hey, it. Eric, it wasn't me. I, I worked on I'm door door getting yelled at again for something Struthers I say. Did some sh- that, Struthers Struthers did some sh- that was all boo. What you do, boo. In this particular case, first in, the first in, last out would apply to where everybody's hanging out and drinking and having a good time while I'm packing up all the shit. There you go. (laughs) All the shit. That's right. Oh, Eric, he's a martyr. That's not what (laughs) wasn't my intention for that.
4: Yeah. So I think we have an On the Throne with King Tom that has to do exactly about this whole time spacing of all these movies and all these shows and stuff like that. So I think we should get into a little bit On the Throne. What do you think, Eric? Let's do it.
6: Do it.
4: Let's do On the Throne with King Tom.
0: Gentlemen, the King.
1: Hey there, Sith listeners and Sith listeners. Hey there, King. It's Tom. only Wednesday, and it's already been an exciting week. And I'm sure you've talked about or are talking about the stuff that we've gotten, like the Homecoming trailer. I am here for it whether or not Mysterio is trying to pull the wool over everyone's eyes with this multiverse stuff. I I like that. And we'll talk about that right now. I just can't get enough Marvel. Uh, The other thing I can't get enough of right now, you got it. Star Wars. And I was mostly excited, mostly happy to see yesterday's news that we are going to be getting more Star Wars movies in the future. That's always good news. Although I do wish it were every year. As opposed to every other year. And I think I'm fine with the idea of them taking a few years off to set up the trilogy. I did the math and the day that we see the return of Skywalker until whatever the next movie is, that will be like the same amount of days from December 2012 to The Force Awakens. So it's something we've done before. Knowing that there's more Star Wars movies on the horizon, you know three years no big deal. But we're going to be getting all this extra content, and that's that's a good thing. The thing that you know burns my britches or rubs my rhubarb or whatever is that. And I'm glad, I'm very happy. Star going, going to be in, in December, up. but seriously, they're fucking it, having it share the month with Avatar. <laughs> just and not just like a Avatar sequel, but like seven avatars or however many damn blue people in the jungle movies we're getting. <laughs> I yeah, I, I am not not a fan of that movie move at all. And it's not that I want the movies to fail, but I don't want them to do good because December should be Star Wars. Yeah, Avatar was a hit because it was a visual thing no one had ever seen before and, you know, it distracted people enough to realize they ripped the story off from everywhere else. And the movie, you know, the ticket prices were double what everything else in the theater was at the time. So, yeah, it made a lot of money for its time, but, and I realize there are a few Avatar fans out there, but for the most part, people's attention are elsewhere. And I just, it feels like an insult to Star Wars, although it is kind of funny because for me, the very first time I heard you, Araj, was on Rogue One. And I think that, you know, there are people who knew of the Sith list before me. me. I'm, I, I wish I was a first generation Sith list listener. <laughs> I wish I was listening from episode one because you guys are that awesome. We, we are so awesome. But I, my first time I heard of you was on Rogue One. And you were saying what a lot of us were thinking about the fraud, the thief that is james cameron mm. so it, i'm sure you guys are talking about this i don't know that i'm adding anything new but yay more star wars and i'm very happy <laughs> about that and Point for the times we're not going to get star wars in the theaters we'll still have it on tv comics books video games and other things and i'll i will be here for that anyway thanks for listening and i will talk with you later
4: hey tom how the fuck did you know we talked about it already i, I could we could have easily is there a camera in here we could easily even kid. had this on first and then talked about
5: it. Mueller, like it was perfect. Like not, hanging up. Yeah,
4: here it, as a we do have Mueller
2: hanging in the studio. I, I'm, I'm calling it now. Yeah, or a video camera. But man, thank you. You King know Tom. one thing. One thing we have to consider, and not that I'm doubting King Tom's prognosticator, like, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? His ability to prognosticate yes. is yeah. of no equal, right? But there's a chance that we're predictable. <laughs> And he's back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait
5: a minute. You mean that we're gonna talk about the news that came out earlier this week?
2: No. And then we're gonna cut to on the throne with King Tom. What oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, g- I'm giving King Tom. I'm giving him credit though for that one. Dude, that the is- guy knows us. That's just it. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what it is. We're not predictable to the general public, but to King Tom, he's like, Oh yeah, here's what's going on right now. He's probably sitting down with his whiteboard and sketching out an exact timeline of what we'll be doing. Hey, Tom, you sounded like a first generation
4: <laughs> Sith lister there. I just want to throw that up there. You sounded pissed. He did. He's, he's like, fuck Avatar. <laughs> yeah, that's how I get. I get, you know, I think the first time I, what he's talking about is the very first time I even wrote, I wrote to Rogue One. That's right. I blasted James Cameron. I mean, like I fucking lit him up. And that's what he's talking about. I, I still have that feeling in my loins about James Cameron. Ooh. Fuck you, James Cameron. Okay,
2: got it out there. There you go. <laughs> there you like, go. Boy, there you got go. It. Well, he's, he's never coming. Chances on. Of playing Gargamel in the, the, <laughs> the- <laughs> we got a we got an email
4: from Joseph <laughs> Dimizio. He said, "What's good, Sithless? So the news about Star Wars not coming out with the movie until December 2022. It looks like Disney Plus would be the main source of Star Wars content for a while, and I'm excited for what they'll bring. But since Disney's putting on a delicious buffet of all their movies and TV shows, I was wondering what hidden gems you're looking forward to seeing on the streaming service. Personally, I want to watch." gargoyles again Ooh, oh shit
6: gargoyles. Yeah. oh my god yes. I it's a cool cartoon to... that,
4: that yes. ran in the mid-90s just curious of what you guys come up with peace joe well thank you joe that's a great question and thank you for bringing me back to the 90s for me it would be i want to see a live action mighty ducks show i want to see coach bombay's son coach uh, a la
3: cobra kai
4: a la cobra kai
3: oh that would be it's exactly amazing. what i was thinking. That would either or or remember that we saw uh, there was a hockey one like The Office called the tournament. Yes, yes. It'd be yeah. like that. It was a Canadian show. Oh, oh it, it would oh, be making mighty. fun
4: of the kids, making fun of the coach. Coach is drunk. Charlie's like
3: is. yeah, down and out. Right. Oh, that'd be Cobra Kai version
4: of the Mighty Ducks. That'd be great. How about you guys? Uh, okay, Boo's like, what's the nineties?
5: No. <laughs> 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 well, the, well I, I'm just tripping over the Gargoyles because I remember that show. <laughs> the show was the shit. <laughs> gargoyles was cool. Oh my god, it yeah. was cool. <laughs> Anything for you, Les?
3: Uh, I'll piggyback onto your duck thing because that's probably a really cool concept. Try good, to drag good call. All I, I love the back. delicious buffet that you, you Yes, cannot, because there's are so the much. I just like to be able to watch all the Disney animated movies that I never actually watched when I was a kid that came out. Like I got to see you know, Little Mermaid in the theaters. And yeah, like Dumbo. And I've, I've never, never piece, seen Dumbo. But I've never seen Bambi in its entirety. I've never seen... Me either. The <laughs> Fox and the Hound. I've
2: the never fuck fuck seen... I've seen the of, Fox and the Hound. What happened
5: to you guys' childhood? I... Star Wars. You've <laughs> you've never Star seen Wars.
2: Fox and the Hound. Oh my gosh.
5: It's
6: so good.
2: I'm See, a Hound Dog. I, I,
3: there you go. See, I've never seen like those classics. I've seen bits and pieces of them here and there when they've been run on like you know reruns or whatever. But I'd love to be able to watch Lady and the Tramp in its entirety. Mm. You know, at, at the drop of you know, at the push yeah. of a button, just be able to do that. Uh but that your ducks idea, really cool, man. Yeah, I hope that would be really rad. That would be really rad. Anybody else, you guys think of
2: anything? Eric, boo. No, I don't have anything smart, man. Neither do I. (laughs) I haven't thought that for, but you know, to go back and be able to see some of the, some of the lost stuff would be great, but you got to wonder what they'll do with certain things like song of the South think that'll ever see the live no today. i read it okay, ar- now, hold on. okay. I, I read an article two days ago about that
3: go ahead they will never bring that is s- something that they'll, they'll- i thought was amazing when i was a kid yeah and then the more you look at it and the more you read because i had the uncle, oh no. the uncle remus stuff right and then my mom was like you shouldn't be reading that it's kind of Mm-hmm. not cool very racist and then the more i as i got older i'm like ooh, this is this is really bad ooh. so our, they came out baby is not a good thing like yeah oh, not good at all shit. so
4: they came out a couple uh, weeks ago i think a couple of days ago actually i read this and they said it, it will never see the light of day anymore they're
2: they're not going to even broach that idea so well let me ask what do, what will they do with uh like if they have dumbo in animation again right what are they going to do with the crows yeah, because weren't the crows supposed yeah, the to crows be are very too, black, much black so. people? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. The stereotype. Weren't those those same crows in so, the South, song? I'm of the pretty South? sure. Yeah. I think they were I there would too. I think so. Yeah. That's a great question. Even when you go to Disneyland and Splash Mountain, it's pretty yeah, much it's based kind of, on uh, that.
3: Yeah. It's the tar. It's the Brer Rabbit and the. Yeah. Brer Rabbit and the tar baby. Yeah. That's the story. Oh, uh, Lord have mercy. And don't throw me in the Briar Patch and all that stuff. Yeah. It's uh, exactly ooh. awful. So, yeah, great, great point there, Eric. I don't know. I
4: would think that Disney would lean towards the conservative and hell no, we're not going to do that. (laughs) Let's just hope. But they just put out that Darth Vader weird comic book. Yeah, I was going to talk to you guys about an email that I got from our listener, Dexter. Dexter says, I've been listening to you, all of you on the Sith list for many years. Well, thank you, buddy. You're probably the first generation guy. Awesome. Unlike King Tom. (laughs) Thanks for all. (laughs) Thanks for all you do. (laughs) I am compelled to... I'm compelled to email you because I know how much you love radio drama style audio. And I listened to Star Wars radio dramas growing up in the 80s as well. Well, I stumbled upon an amazing podcast called Blockbuster, which are the beginning episodes of telling the story of how George Lucas and Steven Spielberg started on their road to creating the greatest movies that would change the world. Someone has probably already told you about this. I thought I would throw it out there. Check them out. I really enjoyed listening to them as they put a lot of production value but their voice actors and audio engineering—they have great actors playing George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, John Williams, Martin Scorsese, plus lots more names that we all recognize. All the best to you and the Sithless crew. Love you guys, and may the force be with you, Dexter. Thank you, Dexter. Mm. I, w- I talked to Dexter via Twitter and then this email, and I listened to this. This thing blew my mind so much so I contacted the creators of this, and they're coming on bitchin well, yeah either next week or the week after hopefully next week yeah we're going to talk about it so if you guys don't know what this is this is an amazing radio drama like a radio play about the history of those steven spielberg and george lucas but it has names like francis ford coppola martin scorsese and it's, oh, it's all like a, almost a events. true story kind it, of is. Thing, it is based on true events but being there with the actors being them, there with the and, actors and, talking, and they have yeah. their own original score the engineering is just, the production value is amazing. It's very, very interesting. Things that I had no idea about. Um, I, and The episodes are only about a half hour long. Mm. I definitely advise people, if you're into Star Wars or Steven Spielberg, definitely check this out. It's like a history lesson on George Lucas Steven Spielberg, John Williams, and Scorsese spring, sprinkled in, De Palma sprinkled mm-hmm. in, and Coppola sprinkled in here and That's there. crazy. The guy that actually created this thing, his name is Matt Schrader. He's the one that's going to come on and he's going to talk to us about how this whole thing went down. That's awesome. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And I, Eric, I think you're going to love the production value and the sound engineering that they've, the effort that they put into this. And I saw that Hollywood Reporter did an article about this whole thing, which that's is fantastic.
2: Awesome. Yeah. I'm
4: excited to check it out, man. Yeah. Thanks I, hope, for- I hope I'm not hyping it up so much that it's going to be like, well, but it's not. I'm telling you, it's a, it's I had up. this much hype to King Tom and King Tom called me this morning and goes, I loved it. That's awesome. So check it out, guys. Blockbuster. And I think that's the Star Wars report, right, Mr. Shrothers? Well, we just finished the episode, and then I just realized that we didn't talk about Peter Mayhew. Definitely want everybody here to have the discussion about him and his life and what he meant to the Star Wars community. So we'll definitely talk about it next week. We always do a moment of sound instead of a moment of silence. So here is Peter Mayhew, a moment of sound. Rest in peace, big fella.
6: Chewie.
0: Chewie, is that you? Door opened and George walked in with Gary behind him. So naturally, what did I do? I'm raised in England. As soon as someone comes in through the door, I stand up. George goes,
6: hmm.
0: Virtually turned to Gary and said, I think we found him. I don't have to do that. See, out. What's going on? I don't know. Fly casual. I'm glad that they've given the opportunity to be able to come and do as much as possible and get the old gang back together again. Are well, you said it. Ch-
4: all right, so let's get into some pop culture breakdown. The It 2 trailer comes out tomorrow, so it sucks that we can't watch it and watch Boo's reaction to the It 2 I'm excited.
5: Trailer. I'm excited for it. I was, I was I was talking to Brittany when I found out about it, and I was like, Look at you, Yay. a
4: grown up. Yeah, well, I love it.
5: Just, just for that, anything else, I'm like, you go fuck itself. But I, I am excited for this, and she still hasn't so even like seen the first one. the kids one. win, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it helps Do that they, the kids win. win. Yeah, 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 absolutely, and it has like a, a hell of an ending. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah, so, but yeah, no, I I am excited. She still hasn't seen the first one, so we're going to have to watch that before the second one comes out.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of hell, great segue. Ooh. Hellraiser is back. Yeah, fuck that shit. That's a hell no. (laughs) Spyglass Media Group is breathing new life into Hellraiser with Mm -mm. the reimagining of Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic featuring the iconic character Pinhead with David S. Goyer on board to produce and write the story. Okay. The company announced on Monday, and this comes out of The Hollywood Reporter. Now, Spyglass chairman and CEO Gary Barber had a statement. He said, Clive and I go back more than 30 years together. For generations, his brilliantly twisted and imaginative Hellraiser haunted the minds of moviegoers with its searing imagery of Pinhead. He also added, David is the perfect storyteller to continue Clive's vision for a new theatrical version of Hellraiser. What do you guys think? I know, Boo, you've probably never seen Hellraiser. Hell no.
2: I know Eric has. Yes, of course. I, dude, I don't know, man. It's, if it's not broken, don't fix it kind of thing. Mm-hmm, I, yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, and of course, that makes me just sound like an old curmudgeon. my <laughs> <laughs> God, when I was young, Hellraiser didn't have very good effects, and by God, we liked it.
3: Pretty much. I, I yeah. hope, I hope it much. sounds like that, bad, way. Know, way. Hope but, sound like that. I know. I hope But I see where I you're going There's prospector. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you know what? This is why I wanted to talk about this, because this falls into the line of This Week and Reboots. Good idea or a bad idea? Yeah. Eric says, bad
3: idea. Less what you say. I don't know what they're planning to do. Obviously, they're going to just buff up the special effects because we have so much more. The technology is so much better now. Then again, though, trying to tell that story, it's like, I mean there's so much so many directions they can go in, but I just don't know, man. I'll be honest, I think the first one was scary because when you get Pinhead dropped on you, but after that it all just becomes just gore and splash horror after that.
4: So Well, I'll tell you what David S. Goyer said. Hear it. I've been a fan of Clive's work since the original Books of Blood paperbacks okay. and the hellbound Heart Novella. Having the chance to reimagine Pinhead and the for S- The Cenobites, yeah. Thank you. For a new audience, is a nightmare come true? Ooh, nightmare come true. You, David, that's why you're a writer. Yeah. Gary is a true fan as well as we're committed to making something dark and visceral, Goyer said.
3: I, I just remember there was one one of the Hellraiser movies and it was a DJ with CDs. Yep. Yeah, they, <laughs> they had CDs. Well, what are those? Okay, <laughs> I don't count,
4: I count Hellraiser as hellraiser yeah i don't count the next four or five yeah and, and i
3: guess the Xenobites came through and started tearing the club up and killing everyone And the, the dj standing there and like seven cds hovered around him and then just and they just all like razor sliced right through was it eric
4: strother's yeah. dj diddle i don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but it was like okay that was kind of innovative and scary but other than that i mean what's gonna happen now cell phone xenobite
4: very possible Mm-hmm. Very fast, very dangerous. My new project is Twitter. Oh, Lord. Oh. Twitter's scary enough. We yeah, that's what I'm it, thinking. <laughs>
3: it's, like, it's like an actual Twitter <laughs> Cinebite.
4: <laughs> so there's your like pop culture news of the day right there. There was a trailer for The Watchmen, and I sent that over to Eric, but we'll talk about that next week. It's yeah. pretty crazy. It's nothing like I thought it was going to be, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I seen Don Johnson back in television.
3: It, yeah, it, it kind of had a. Just quickly, kind of had Without a feel pastel of, like, colors. of uh, American God. Yeah, it had like a feel of like American yeah. God. Like right. It has that- Very interesting. Jeremy interesting. Irons, yeah.
4: mm-hmm. Don Johnson. There's other somebody else that was- They got a good cast, I think. So we'll talk about that next week. But mm-hmm. very important piece of literature in American history. The Watchmen. Hopefully, HBO is banking on that to take over Game of Thrones. Not. But we do have some comic book TV movie news. Yes. We got a trailer drop down on us. Spider-Man. Far from home. Meh. <laughs> and
2: this was- a, how dare you? <laughs> oh, so hey, that brings me, real quick, before we get there, this past Saturday, our good friends at the Blue Harvest podcast had their 200th episode, yes, and sir. before I could even listen to it, someone has messaged me saying, don't get mad, and it was because what he was getting at is was because Hawes, in a, the most horrific F. Mary kill of all time, mm-hmm. decided he had to kill the Sith list. His reasoning was sound. Yeah, he was back into a corner. I told the guy I messaged him. I said, I'm sure that he decided to kill the Sith list because of boo. I just threw it out there. Yeah. Later on, I'm listening to the show and he goes, honestly, if I really have to put it down to anything, it's because Carlos doesn't like Spider-Man. That's right wow man i know oh, i know
3: do you, do you see what you've done i see here? what i've
2: done
5: yes yes i and i and i stand on that sword yes absolutely we <laughs> <not> stand not standing <laughs> i accept that on Oz. i accept yeah, that yeah i get it i get it
2: I need to know who are uh, at least we were in the uh mix there you know, yeah steel, steel wars and now this is podcasting yeah i've we're honored to be in that list dude yeah man yeah okay i'm okay with that then
4: yeah
3: i, I just needed to know who we were up against it uh, Why we ended up having? I I would have picked the same way. (laughs) (laughs) I accept that. That's a good one. That is.
4: Well, we have a trailer, Far From Home. This is the end phase three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we will start phase four after this. It seems like so. We're going to play the trailer because this trailer opens up tons of questions. I mean, tons. And I would like to pick uh, Mister Gonzalez's brain with these questions, and then we're gonna. Get into little Avenger stuff, too, uh, before we wrap it up and stuff like that. But, and, of course, Game of Thrones, guys. Don't get crazy. We have a Game of Thrones review.
2: So, uh, before we watch this, I got to tell you a funny story. I asked my wife, who I told you is, like, way into the MCU right now. Right. I said, have you seen the new Far From Home trailer? She goes, I don't know if I want to watch it. That stuff always makes me cry. And she goes off on this tear, and I finally realized... That what she's talking about is some golden retriever and something, something. She was talking about uh homeward oh. bound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta you gotta no, that, okay, how, that's
5: great. How far did you let her go before you stopped Dude, her? I,
2: I was so confused. I'm like <laughs> what? It went a while and I'm finally like, oh my god.
4: <laughs> that's awesome. That's the funniest thing so, ever.
2: It was so good. I wish I wish that I had been recording it, because it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Th- those make me cry, too. That's why I don't watch those. Yeah, days. really.
0: Everywhere I go, I see his face. Aww. I just really miss him. Yeah, I miss him, too. It is happened. I don't think Tony would
1: have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. <laughs>
0: You're going to be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your job. Ooh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work because I am going on vacation.
1: Heads up. Nick Fury's calling you.
3: I don't really want to talk to Nick Answer Fury. Answer the
1: phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> you sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I got to go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, dorks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip.
0: I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think MJ really likes me. That reminds me when I first fell alone. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider Man. This
1: is Mr. Beck. We could have used someone like you on my world. New world?
0: Beck is from Earth. Per- Prince Persia. Per- a snap <laughs> to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? You have Wait, a job what? To do. You're coming with us. Me someone else you can use. What about Thor? Off-world. Captain Marvel? Unavailable. I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Bitch, please, you've been to space. <laughs> That's <laughs> actually excellent. I want to go back on my trip with the girl who I really like and tell her how I feel. MJ, I am Spider-Man.
3: No, of course I'm not. Like... I mean, it's kind of obvious.
1: You're right, you may not be ready, but this is my responsibility. Saving the world requires sacrifice. Sometimes people die. Oh my
0: God. I just always feel like I'm putting my friends in danger. The world needs the next Iron Man. Are you going to step up or not?
5: spider-man you work for spider-man i work with spider-man not for spider-man new
4: plan <laughs> i love that new plan <laughs> all right that was fantastic it's uh i cannot wait for that it's gonna have the biggest bump momentum in the history of film i think having watching Endgame, oh yeah and going into this and having the oh, same it's hitting the ground running oh for sure. my yeah, sweet yeah, yeah. lord is...
3: Yeah, it's getting launched off the carrier at supersonic speed.
4: Exactly. So here's the question: Multiverse, are they opening this up to introduce the Into the Spider Verse characters somehow, some way? Or are they opening opening this up to bring back other characters somehow, some way? less, what do you think about this? Because I know Boo doesn't give a shit.
6: Nah,
3: <laughs> they're opening up to do it all with the multiverse. So the idea would be able to bring through pocket dimensions or rifts within certain uh, space-time fabrics and all that stuff, they'll be able to bring characters in like the X-Men. They'll be able to, you know, do away with what is already on film and give us a new version. They'll be able to give us Miles Morales. Like they'll be able to say, Hey, look, this happened. And this is another Spider-Man. Here he is. Like the, the potential is there. Now they can open up and drop, all kinds of stuff with the multiverse. So
4: what they're saying is they're going to go into that little break into the
3: time. I think that's what it looks like. They're going to end up back in his at Mysterio's world. So right. he's going to take him to his thing. But I thought in I, the trailer it said that his planet got wiped out, right?
5: Yeah. I, I, my understanding is that he's stuck here. And some of the things that came from his world that were fucking up his are here. Are too. here. So, right. so he feels a, a sense of I have to handle this because, you know, they're fucking it with your world. And I don't want them to do anything to yours like they did to mine. Now, right.
4: they they bring up Makes 616. Sense. And yeah. they also, we hear that Paul Rudd brings that up mm-hmm. in the end game. Yeah. Yes. So can you explain to the listeners, because you explained to me at work, but can you explain to their
3: listeners uh, what this is all about? This is just my bare bones knowledge. It's not detailed. So don't be afraid to at me and correct me if I'm wrong, which I'm probably sure going to be, but I'll give it a shot. So, the idea is that for comic books, there is a lot, you know, there's a, a linear universe. And it's the original, like, original story. So, Superman, the very first action comics, that would be the original Earth. Like, our Earth. Our Earth. That our heroes. Our heroes. So, all of the very first appearances of the X, as far as Marvel goes, of the X-Men, of Fantastic Four, Captain America, Avengers, so on and so forth. They're part of the six one six. When you start getting other versions or stories that change things or alter that kind of continuity or timeline, that's when you get uh, them from a different Earth. So it'd be like Earth twenty two fourteen, okay, or Earth thirty one seventy four, so, or something so
4: that like that. The at the end of at the end of into the spider-verse so we got oscar isaac playing miguel o'hara yeah and he's from
3: a different so what he would right? be though for spider-man 2099 he would actually be 616
4: oh he would be from R he's because just in he's future, in he's in the, in the year 2099 oh, okay. 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 so okay. he's in the
3: future gotcha. gotcha gotcha uh but if we do like there's guardians of the galaxy there's a there's a, a version of the guardians where the captain america is a native american oh cool and that would be from a different earth got it uh if we get certain incarnations of the Avengers or just of heroes in general that have like different tweaks to them, or maybe they're like a prehistoric version, that would be a different earth. Okay. Does this mean I'm just throwing this out there, people don't get mad at me.
4: Does this mean, is there a possibility that Peter Parker goes into a different multiverse and sees Tony Stark there and Tony Stark can talk to him and yes. give him advice? Now, not,
5: not his Tony Stark, but a Tony right, Stark. But yes. it could
3: be a Tony Stark. And then ultimately what, can possibly happen is maybe he's not even iron man maybe he's not even inventor oh, billionaire philanthropist okay. He just happens to be some gotcha. dude who's tinkering around in a garage with interesting stuff. and oh hey my name's anthony Stark. i think that's a big possibility because they're propping iron man now, in this thing now the lot. way this could go as far as the movie yes it could actually be and it could end the phase but it could also be and you see that's what happens to start opening things up i'm just excited that with the multiverse It just gives them so much more wiggle room and margins to do things. Well, John Watts, who is directing Far From Home, and I believe he
4: directed Homecoming as well, he weighs in on this whole multiverse thing. And this is what he said to Fandango. Yeah, we had to look at it in terms of the scope of what happened at the end of Endgame, seeing all the crazy things that they did and all the questions that it raises. So we're definitely trying to answer one of the big ones, alternate timelines. Mm -hmm. So many possibilities opened up at the end of Endgame. And Peter Parker is one of the few people on the ground dealing with them. So, Mr. Struthers, do you, yes. agree, do you agree with this alternate timeline thing? Because now they can pretty much do whatever the hell they want. Is that a good thing or is that a crutch?
2: <sighs> I, I, man, I could really see it going either way. The only, my only concern when you do stuff like that is there's the potential. And I'm not saying that it will happen. I'm just saying that there's the potential of having it take away the take the weight away from major happenings mm-hmm. because okay yeah. so Tony Stark is is gone and that's hard to deal with for a lot of people and well now oh you know yeah but but we got this over here uh-huh. it's, it's it's like he's not gone and and I think that that's and again, I can't. Not that I think that that's what's going to happen, but you understand what I'm saying? It's there's the potential for it. Absolutely, absolutely. There's potential. Yeah, and, for and it.
5: if and if anybody should fear that, fear the you know the the lack of weight that certain things happening it should be you, Raj. A hundred percent. Because yeah, because I I don't see it as a crutch, but I see it as well. Why did this happen? Multiverse. That's why it happened. Right. Why does this happen? Multiverse. That's why it happened. Right. You know, anytime, anytime something. Oh, oh it stops the two year old. It's like the toddler. Exactly. keeps going. Why? Multiverse. Why? Yes. Just
3: because. Exactly. Just cause. And it,
5: yeah. it, it, Not that it'll take away from their storytelling or great work that they do to make everything make sense. You know, they took a decade worth of stories and had them all culminate in something that made not perfect sense, but better than anybody else could have. Yeah. The multiverse kind of has the ability of. They might not get lazy, but it might be, you know, the answer to a lot of things, which kind of sucks. I don't think it will be, but there's always that fear. There's always that fear of, you know, seeing different things. It would be great to see a multitude of different stories. The nice thing is that they have said that this is Earth 616. We have to stay here. Yeah. For everything to fit, everything to make, you can have other multiversal things going on, but you can't. Go there and stay there. But you can go there and see somebody. You can go there and see somebody. People can come from there, but we have to stay on Earth 616. So
3: that brings me to what I was trying to tell Araj earlier today at work. Marvel and DC handled their alternate versions of things different ways. What we got, one of the major, major, major uh, comic book events from DC is Crisis on Infinite Earth. All the other stuff that they've ever done is one thing, but... Crisis was one of the very first ways for them to trim a lot of what the writers and different writers that got their hands on certain characters, the fat. Yes. And just say, okay, yeah, you may have done this with Green Lantern, but we're going to wipe that out or we're going to reset. And it's just a way to majorly reset things. As the more you look at it with the story group and the way the phases go, they could do a cataclysmic event to reset everything, kind of like they did with Endgame where they were able to go to certain parts in the timeline. So maybe in another 10 years, we get done with this, and there's a major right. event that just goes, all right, this version of the X-Men is here. This version of the Fantastic Four and Reed Richards are hanging out. Oh, Doom is here. All these other, they're here in but the 616. But it gets
4: 616. convoluted. It gets that's really the, that's, issue, dude.
3: But that's the issue. That's the issue. It gives them time. Like yeah. like Carlos said, for them to, when they brought out Endgame, and they when we got Endgame, it ties this whole thing together like no other cap. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, and kudos it, it, to them to not bringing the multiverse in earlier because oh, it yeah. would have
3: taken the weight, like
4: Eric said, out of exactly. Endgame, Infinity War completely. Exactly. But what does that do for the future of these films? Thinking of what Eric said, it, that just means it, that they're, stepping,
3: they're stepping their game up. They have to step their game up. You actually, you you absolutely have to raise the bar and go higher, the higher, further, faster. Let's just drop no, that no, I there. get that part, but. Do
4: the deaths now and the consequences, are they belittled because no, of this multiverse? No, they
5: they have to make it very clear that certain things can and can't happen. That's yeah. what will have to happen okay. first. And, yeah. they, and they have to stamp that in stone. Like Back to the Future. Yeah, exactly. They have, they have to make things very clear, which I think they will. I you know, It's just a fear that we have, but I trust them 100% and, to and, do a solid job.
3: And this isn't an, a much easier pill to swallow getting the multiverse to come out of because as they explained in Endgame, you know, when the ancient one was telling Banner, like, even though you may pull this from this time, it still sends an offshoot. Well, they never explained that that could be the case. Maybe not so much messing up the time, but ripping dimensional. Yeah, holes that's what I figured happened. Is the other consequence they yeah. never planned for? Now all of a sudden, the next phase of Marvel has to fix that. And there you go. So okay. some deaths may matter, some deaths may not matter. But at the but end, they'll of it, explain it to fix it all and bring it all together they'll be like this is what we had to do okay cool cool I was really excited about it either way
4: it looks great I think he's perfect man and I hope they figure out a deal where they just keep it in Marvel MCU yeah what did you say to
3: me If, if if Sony's smart they'll take half a billion dollars every single time right Instead it's better of saying, to take $500 million
4: instead of taking $350 million. Yeah, going, oh, million. we
3: got this. We can do it no, now. No, 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 no. See, we
5: that, we you know, got it. Yeah, you guys are 100% right. Sony needs to make a deal where they get a cut because there's no way that they're going to make even close to the amount of money. Just say face, be like, yeah, we can't do it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to make the same amount of money. Just give us 50%, which is insane. That ain't going to happen. But you know, give us 25% of whatever, like a a Robert Downey Jr. contract, a, a cut, a percentage. Right. It'll Freaking be cool right, if they both
4: dude. play ball with each other. And if that's they can, exactly they can all work Venom, yeah, just play carnage.
5: ball. It would be the best for everyone. For everyone. For us as fans, for them as a business, for, see, for movie making. Oh, it'd be amazing. No, but listen, that's,
3: that's your multiverse right there. Yeah. Well, before we get into a
4: couple of Easter eggs I want to talk about from, from Avengers, uh, we got an email from Dylan, a quick one. He said, I went to see Endgame on Monday at 2 p.m. The theater was packed, but throughout the entire movie, the theater was silent. No laughs, no cheers, and no applause at the end. Should it be illegal to see a movie like this and not cheer? <laughs> I, know I, I know I shouldn't pay attention to how other people react, but no one reacting made me not want to react to the movie as well. What are your thoughts on silent crowds for big movies like this? Thanks, Dylan. Thank you, Dylan, by the way, for that email. And I 100% agree with you, man. That's why I try to pick the biggest theaters on opening night, because I want that atmosphere that we had for Endgame. I went and saw it again and I saw it in a theater that had comfy chairs and there were about 15, 20 people in there. No one laughed. No one cheered. I didn't hear anybody cry and it took away from the movie. Uh-oh. I was more concentrated on the movie.
5: That's awful, But it man. wasn't good. It should, it should be illegal. He's 100% right. Yeah. It should be a fucking crime. Yeah. yeah, for especially a movie like that, such a monumentous moment. Uh, so many great scenes. It is legitimately funny. So the fact that people didn't laugh that doesn't make sense. He, uh, he, I don't know where the fuck he was. I'm
4: hoping that those people already saw it two or three times before they saw it again. But still, know, something's but still. funny. Once I laughed. Funny I was again? the only one laughing in the other. The second time, second view, and I was like, "Ha ha ha!" Yeah. Very funny. Yeah, but but. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh my good
6: my man! Good, yeah. My good man! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> I'm always a hero.
5: <laughs> no, but oh, but for Dylan, no. he should have laughed. He should have had a great time. Yeah, Dylan, fuck don't that. ever be afraid of no, laugh. No, fuck that! It's a great movie. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. But,
3: but it's I get what he's saying. It's like you 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 it's, it's crowding, it's, kind of yeah. it's embarrassing. Stage fright. It's embarrassing.
5: Who's this nerd? Exactly, Pretty nerd.
6: Hey,
3: quiet over there. No, I'm trying to watch a movie. You don't fuck yourself. You like, should enjoy. Yeah, well, we yeah. should all be cheering and stuff. That's like the
4: time Les and I went and saw. We went to a concert. I won't say who we saw because I don't want to get ridiculed. And then somebody came <laughs> over to us and said, can you please stop singing? We're oh, trying to listen
3: to the concert. My goodness. And Les
4: man. Les looked at her and goes, uh, there's no. about 18,000 people here and we're all singing and it's a concert. That's what you're supposed to do. Oh And Lord. yeah, she got so pissed at us for singing. Can you songs.
5: stop singing? And you know what I said to her? No, no. A little baby. <laughs> Here's exactly
3: what happened. I was sitting there. We're singing and she looks at me, smiles and she leans over and goes. I really love this music. I really enjoy things. So could you do me a favor and not sing so I could hear and take it all in?
4: Can <laughs> you do me a favor and shut the fuck up? And I looked at then, her then and you I said. should have said, told her get
5: better seats and no, get the fuck up there and get the fuck out of here. It wasn't
3: even me though. She said that's to me. Then she turns around to the people behind her and she goes. The whole spiel, and they look at her like, "What the hell?" Their hands yeah. go up, like, "What the balls?" <laughs> then on Then she lady. went to like, she literally went in her little radius of the crowd. And we were was very like, close, by the way. Everyone needs to be really quiet. close. People started singing louder. Yeah, and, good. And
5: Damn she, right, good. She
3: came back to me again, and I said, "Miss, the whole arena is singing. Do you want all eight of us to be quiet? Are you kidding?" <laughs> she yeah, that's saying, crazy. Man. It was. Yeah. It was horrific. It was so funny, and I looked at her. I'm like. This lady's like telling us not to sing. But no, you said this bitch crazy. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, this bitch is crazy, man. She doesn't want anybody. Well, we're all singing. Then, right. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was great. And she left. She actually ended up leaving halfway through the good. show. She did good. Yeah. Get yeah, the fuck out. Waste yeah. your money then, I guess, yeah, dude. What exactly. are you going to do? Dylan, do your thing,
4: man. Do your thing. Now, I want to get into some real quickly some avenger easter eggs that some of us might have missed some of us didn't miss well we probably missed because our theater was popping <laughs> yeah that's yeah, right our, yeah, our theater experience it was, awesome. was amazing. Dylan, amazing. dylan knew all these. Dylan, dylan knew sorry all these. man uh, so we got a reference to captain britain and when agent carter yeah sorry thank you when peggy carter actually is talking through the window when he when tony goes back to 1970 with with captain america is you hear a reference. You hear her say, um, Br- "Braddock," mm-hmm. right? Braddock is actually Captain Britain. Yes, and Captain Brian, Britain, Brian Braddock. Yeah. Brian
3: Braddock is Captain Britain, um, who is not Union Jack. That's somebody else completely. Union Jack would be perfect for them to find a way to get on the screen because he is actually openly gay.
4: Okay, one of the Union first. Jack is? Oh, wow, pub,
3: that's cool. I think one of the first published openly gay heroes that would do wonders for representation. So that's one of them. Which was cool. And also, uh, me and my comic nerd, Brian Braddock is the brother of Betsy Braddock, who is Psylocke, who is on the X-Men, who who was played by Olivia Munn. Ooh. Yes. I love Olivia Munn. That's an alternate universe.
4: <laughs> Howard the Duck was there, and yeah. this time I actually saw him. He's holding like a blaster. So right when Wasp shows up, if you look in the bottom right-hand corner, mm-hmm. he's just between like a bunch of soldiers, and he's there holding uh, like, a, like a sniper or like a blaster, and he looks all pissed off. Very cool. So, Howard a Duck reference. Awesome. Jarvis, we saw Tony talk to his chauffeur, and that was pretty much Jarvis. But here's the cool thing he's the only actor to go from the television screen yes. to the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he was an Agent Carter. Mm. Very cool. So, I thought that was cool. Thanos's creator, Jim Starlin, who actually created Thanos in the comics, yes. he was one of the guys. He looked like Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. He was sitting when they were doing the, Captain America was talking to him about their loss. and Oh, was, that's right. Yeah, the, 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 oh, the group well, therapy. They were doing the, the group therapy. Yeah. The next to one of the Russo brothers? Yeah.
6: Oh, okay. He,
4: he was right there, sitting right next to him, the creator of Thanos. That's awesome. Jim Starlin. Very cool. Ant-Man's original suit. We see Ant-Man's original suit. The helmet. The helmet. When they go back to 1970 and hang Pym's office. And it's just sitting right there, which was very, very cool. Not so much an Easter egg because it's sitting there right there. Yeah. Well, I think it kind of was on. Yeah. It was right there on screen. Like, okay. So those are the Easter eggs. And then the last thing that I want to talk about before we uh, move on to Game of Thrones is I got questions. Captain America questions. My question is seeing it twice, these things came up. And Eric, I want your opinion on this too, because Captain America at the end does not come back exactly where he's supposed to come back. Everybody comes back in that round thingy that they have, right? And then take off and Hulk helps them and then come back five seconds later. Well, he doesn't come back because he stays. Does that mean that Captain America is lurking somewhere over there during that whole scene? Define lurking. Well, I'm just saying Captain, the old Captain America doesn't come back in that spot because yes. he doesn't come back. Yes. And he's just old. Mm-hmm. So he just walks up and sits on the bench. Yes. Okay. All right that correct, Eric? The- yes. Okay, great. That's what I thought. During the time where he's in the ice, old Captain America, the one that stayed, is hanging around. So you're telling me that he doesn't do anything about Hydra? Yep. He doesn't do anything about his best friend, Bucky? Yep. And he just sits
5: there with Peg? Yes. He, he has to do that. He has to do that because I've, I've had that's this conversation. Awesome. Ah, no, 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 because
3: but, he knows he, he can't he, fuck around. Exactly. Yeah. He, he goes How eh, hard is that for him?
5: Wait, but oh. yeah he goes and he goes, he goes to Peggy and he says, everything has to happen the same. I, I'm dead. Steve Rogers, Captain America, is in the ice. He's dead. I'm Jack Flip-flops, whatever fuck you want to call him. He has to change his name. He, he has to, he just has to be a normal person because that's the only way that he can ha- have a life that he wants with Peggy. But isn't it also torturing him at the same time that he knows that this secret... He's missed out on a lifetime with Peggy once. Right. And he's willing to do anything to, to get have that. that. Yes. But That's how about, Well, how it's about Peggy? Crazy. Her
4: job is to fight off and organizations she, like Hydra as well.
5: And she has to do everything the same as if she, as if he was dead. And he has to trust the process. Exactly. Uh, Which is terrible. Because it's terrible. It is, but he knows. He, he goes through the snap. He goes through everything. He sees the fall of, of S.H.I.E.L.D., all of it, he sees all this awful shit, but that's, that's the price that he has to pay in order to have the life and the love that he wants. It's, huh. it's, it's, a, it's a huge, like, holy shit, that's whoa. a huge moral question. Conundrum. Absolutely. But, when you see what Captain America has sacrificed, his entire life has been to save others. He gets, he gets his one chance to have his own and be selfish? Go for it. I say he gets it all. He gets everything that he ever wanted.
3: Huh. Think, think about it like this: There's the um, the Watchers in oh, yeah. the Marvel in the Marvel's comic book okay. universe, and they're very very powerful. They're on the same level as the Celestials, the one above all, like the or All that, yeah, yeah. I've heard. You but their about job that. is to just watch. And they can't. They intervene can't do or anything. anything right so but you're talking about the watchers
4: i'm talking about the guy that has the most the highest moral compass understood and for him history
3: of but that's all superheroes so but that's the point his determination his will he would have to adhere to those things Mm -hmm. he would still have to stay true to that code and Mm -hmm. go i know what is going to happen i know i'm going to be unfrozen yeah i know he can't
5: tell peggy anything i can't he can't tell her a word nothing and he knows in the end, it'll all work out, but for that to happen, he has to sit on his hands,, Ugh. which for him, because he just doesn't like bullies, he doesn't want to fight anybody. He just doesn't like bullies. And for him to sit and watch, yeah, it's awful, awful, awful for him, but when he's watching, he looks at Peggy mm. and he says she's worth it like 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 he's he telling damn girl yeah like like he said, yeah remember if he tells Bucky or Falcon, you want to tell me about her
4: No. no. That's that's for me. What if like he disses his and he goes on to some other hot chick? Some other
5: hot chick, yeah. That's Mar- why I don't want to tell you about her. Like Marilyn Monroe yeah. or something like that, yeah.
2: <laughs> I think that'd be really tough, man, because you get that the good of the many outweigh the good of the few. Mm-hmm. And I guess for Captain America, he's already, I guess, for lack of a better word, saying it paid his dues. Right. He's already done everything any, any superhero could do. He's probably the way he gets around that that moral ambiguity is why I've done all I can do. I've done more than than anybody could or can. And now I just have to let that all happen so that I can do the good that I'm supposed to do in the future. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, that he's he's that same Captain America in the past. And if he wrecks it, then all the sacrifices he made. Ahead of real time in that won't come to fruition. What an impossible situation for him. I just, that's that's oh. what you would have to think about. Yeah, yeah. Because it's sort of like letting your kids make mistakes that you know you could help them avoid just so that they'll learn because that's what they're supposed to do. It's it's sort of the same thing. He has to let these things occur or else what he does throughout his the course of his life to that point in captain america linear time not what year is it time dude that's not that's the only way he can hold on to it he lets bucky kill tony's parents yep cool. he, I, he knows
5: everything damn he literally knows everything and the worst part is well this is a little weird when he is frozen but he's still not frozen he watches everything watches vietnam all that Something fun shit he he gets it for the first time he can read it he can look it up on the internet you know, like you did, you know, when, you know, he was talking to Falcon for the first time, stuff like that. But now he's going to relive things or not even relive, live things for the first as time. It, yeah.
3: As it happens. Yeah.
5: So he gets everything twice and oh, he has man. to sit when he knows that he can actually do something. Crazy. But he has to sit on it because that's how much is the love of his life is worth and the life that he knows that he wants, deserves and desires. That's how much it's worth.
4: It's definitely,
5: you can talk
4: about this for days. But it was a cool conversation. I I want to bounce that off you guys because when I was watching, I said, man, this guy had to sit through a lot of shit. (laughs) How can he do it? Like, especially him. I can see Tony doing it in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. But how could he do that? Yeah. All right. We are now going to get into some Game of Thrones. Okay. So episode number four, season number eight. Mm Mm-hmm. What is our opinions on this episode? Obviously, it's not going to be as epic as what we saw on the episode prior. Had its moments though. It did have its moments, it definitely did, but I think this episode told us a lot on where the characters are going.
5: Oh yeah. And
4: yeah. heads are rolling, political
5: intrigue is Polit- back.
4: We're back to Game of Thrones. It's fantastic. I give it a Sithless seal of approval. I really like the episode and this whole Starbucks you know, kerfuffle. It's hilarious. It's hilarious, and I love the <laughs> I love the response that HBO had. Yes, mm-hmm. you see what they said. It was a what is it, a craft services cup or something. Like well, well, no, no, they no. said though they came out and said, "Oh my gosh, it was a huge mistake." Danny actually ordered a herbal tea. Yes, no, oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 So that
5: was very cool. No, and, and the best part is that Starbucks got free publicity, oh. and they they didn't even do anything. They didn't it's like not it even Starbucks they cup. Are. They're like yeah, fine. Uh,
3: what was it? Uh, apparently, on that someone memed the cup, and it was like mother of dragons breaker of chain all <laughs> oh, the whole daenerys. The <laughs> cup. it's like daenerys on the name and it had yeah. all this other stuff under there like up the whole cup titling yeah. her it that's really great. funny it was that's
4: uh, really funny well we start the
3: episode off in the funeral morning and- morning the uh, morning. loss of their oh, man that was a good episode close ones you see everybody who's who's uh lost someone that was dear to them it was tough you know sansa was crying over theon uh we see Danny Danny's over, over Jorah, then Sam over Dolores Ed, which was like yeah, that was rough. That one sucked too. in uh, and, and great, great speech C- by John.
0: We're here to say goodbye to our brothers and sisters to our fathers and mothers, to our friends our fellow men and women who set aside their differences to fight together and die together so that others might live. Everyone in this world owes them a debt that can never be repaid. It is our duty and our honor to keep them alive in memory.
3: Yeah. And then you see uh, Lady Mormont you and Jorah together oh, yeah. on their funeral mm-hmm. powers. Which means a very significant thing. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, that is the end of House Mormont. It is. Right? Yeah, and he was exiled from the house. Yes. And he is now brought back mm-hmm. and, and that's to his lay pardon. rest yeah he very a, cool he got a toe tag pardon that yeah, sucks um, which After sucks the fact, man. Yeah. yeah then we get to the breakfast then we get yeah. to you know it's party time breakfast time where we, we finally let's start recovering and take a load off well what's cool about that
4: scene was Gendry it was a little bit on edge there talking to Danny mhm and then, as, we well, as, as he, he should, it got scary. It got tense scary. there. Yeah, and Dan, we'll talk about she, Daenerys. She's uh, well, so everybody's Nab queen, maybe. Yeah, everybody's coming.
3: doing their thing and, and pairing off and clicking up and just you know talking about what's going on. And she's sitting there with her Starbucks cup, looking around. Oh, wow. And ultimately, like I said for myself when I was talking to Raj the next day, was either she's going. These are all my allies, but at one point they're all my enemies. These are the same people who killed my family and got me in this position in the first place and then she just calls out gendry out of nowhere
0: gendry that's right isn't it yes your grace you're robert baratheon's son you are aware he took my family's throne and tried to have me murdered
1: i didn't even know he was my father until after he was dead
0: yes he's dead his brothers are too so who's lord of storm's end now
1: i don't know your grace
0: Does anyone? I think you should be Lord of Storm's End.
1: I can't be. I'm a bastard.
0: No. You are Lord Gendry Baratheon of Storm's End. The lawful son of Robert Baratheon. Because that is what I have made you.
5: Scares the shit out of
4: him.
3: Fuck, scared me too. I was like, oh god. But it was a
4: G move. Mm -hmm. Because now Gendry will always be in debt to Danny, And he'll be occupied. And he won't even think about touching that throne.
5: The, he has the only claim. Right. The, the only legitimate... If, if he were to say, I am, I am Gandry Baratheon, he sits on the throne right now. He sits there right now. He, takes, he can walk into King's Landing, walk into the Red Keep, and sit on the throne. No questions asked. Cersei, yeah. Cersei would kill him in about five minutes somehow, but he would sit on the throne right now. And then you
4: start seeing Tormund starts going at John about kind of man? Right, small, he but he's small. strong. Yeah. He says, "I'll tell you what—a madman or a king." And when he says that, Danny's going, "Oh shit!" It strikes a chord. Yes, definitely strikes a chord. And that's where I think we start
3: getting the point where Daenerys is thinking about the throne more than anything. Right. Well, because nobody's saying that to her. Nobody's saying this is the queen. And thank you. For being well, they're not here, rallying and, around her. Yeah, there's they're no rallies. No, you know, backslaps. No. Hugs, no kisses on the cheek. None of that. It's just, you know, we're all going to talk about Jon. And that's just because, well, the Northerners love Jon. So
5: everybody loves well, John. Everybody <laughs> loves John. real
3: yes.
4: Yeah, well, yeah, of course. And then Gendry pretty much goes to find Arya. Because Arya's been missing through this whole breakfast thing. But mm. she's just obviously in assassin mode and training still or something. And they go down there and they have a little makeout sesh. Still awkward as hell. Still awkward. But at least no clothes came off. Thank God. But he pretty much proposes to her right there. And she says, oh, hell no, I'm not a lady anymore. I'm a straight out killer assassin. That's not going to happen. But I do love you. In other words, but pretty much that's what she said. This is sets up her going, obviously, to King's Landing. Can finish She's her got list? to
3: finish her list. Yeah. So for her doing that, it basically, everybody's either hooking up, trying to tie up romantic loose ends in every situation they can. Uh, Pod the rod gets a couple of chicks. <clears throat> you guys Pod see that? The rod gets a couple of chicks. Yeah. Yes, it's absolutely. you know uh, Jamie. Starmont does too. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't get the chick he wanted. No. So Jamie and Tyrion are playing the drinking game with Pod and Brienne. You know, as things go, Brienne it comes up that Brienne's a virgin. Mm-hmm. She's never been with anybody of any type. As the night goes on, we get to a point where Sir Jamie decides to also knight Brienne in another way.
5: Oh, mm-hmm. nicely done. And uh, so he puts the other short on her shoulder. Uh, wow! Well,
3: yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. Which Okay. So in this, if you look at the different dynamics, it showed the uh, strains, right? So Jamie, who we don't know if he's truly in love with Brienne or just respects Brienne as I think he loves her. Uh, and then there probably is a genuine love for yeah. her, goes ahead and tries to do his thing. We have Tormund who genuinely loves Brienne, you know, look up and go, damn it!
5: One, one great lost moment, one again. One great moment out of that was Tyrion doing the brother thing and getting in front of uh, Tormund. He's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, like, that yeah, was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's like, like nah, no, 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 let them go. Yeah, they're he's going to be. He's busy. still his brother. I was yeah. like, that's so, so cool. What. Yeah, he's I was like, like that's so
3: cool. They're going to be busy for a while. That happens. Then, like we said, we earlier we get Gendry professing his love to Arya, and Arya just going, no, 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 we're good here. I love you, but it's not going down. You're not going to tie me down like that. Um, so she seizes her independence. Brienne seizes her. Shabba up ding dong. Their thing, their boom shakalaka. <laughs> you know, then Danny and. John end up together. Ooh, well, this is huge. Because yeah, this is,
5: this is a scene here. Annie
4: and John end up together, and then they start making out, and then John's like, ooh, you taste like my aunt, and he, she says, oh no, why are you stopping, kind of, like visually.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, she's she's trying to get back to things, the way things felt before, before the right. information was was right. brought up, and now the whole entire world different now. they he, Their worlds are completely different. And he professes to her that he doesn't want it.
4: You're my right. queen, you're Flat my out, queen.
3: You're my queen, I'm going to follow you. And this starts setting up the seeds of The typical, I wasn't a rival to you until you made me a rival to you. You know, like the the typical falling out of two best friends that have built something together. And they have one, the the one friend finally has to reluctantly either kill that person or cut ties with them completely. Mm -hmm. And it turns into just war straight up. This setting that up. But John doesn't want it. That's the point. John John doesn't doesn't doesn't, want it. it and, And it usually ends up happening where, you know, I don't, I didn't want to do this. You did this. Yeah. You made, I gave you every opportunity you wanted more. Now, this is where we're at, you know. Uh, and, he, and she's just straight out telling him, you need to lie about this. Yes. Lie, shut it
4: down. Do not tell just your sisters, because she she knows that Sansa finds out. Yes. All hell is gonna break loose.
3: Different things happen as everybody's hooking up or getting together. Tormund, finally, he's like, no ladies will touch me, and then some lady goes, I'll touch you. I don't, and, I'm not scared of wildlings. Yeah, I'm not scared I'm of like wildlings, and he's yeah. like, you should be. And Tormund gets his After that, don't we get a little bit of a confrontation between Danny and and Sansa? No, there is. Oh, it's later in the day we get one. So the very next day after everybody's slept together, hooked up or been turned away. So they end up at the war room getting ready and Danny's ready to go. like Danny's like, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. We got to get out of here. It's time to go. And Sansa and then we're like, we need to kind of chill and recuperate a little bit. We just fought. A war against zombies, and uh, ultimately, Danny's like, "Well, I just brought all my people up here when I could have easily just went to King's Landing and kicked ass, and then come up here." Yeah, and their soldiers have obviously been decimated, right? And all then the way find, we find out from Grey Worm, like, "Hey, man, there—it's half of our forces are all gone.
5: Half of everything. Is half gone. of everything. Everybody's just gone. pulling pieces off the board." Yes,
3: with. Danny going, well, I need you guys to come with me right away. And Sansa going, hell no, we're going to chill for a minute. We need to rest. And then John finally puts his foot down and he's like, we're going. Well, that was also him saying, I'm with you. Yes. I'm openly
4: defying my my family and going with you. The North armies will pledge their honor to
5: the queen. This is just right. And then. uh, But hold on. But before that, people were giving her shit for for doing that. She's been doing this plan for years yeah she's been waiting and she's on the actual continent she's two weeks away from sitting on the throne yes i really. would be gung-ho about it too. right i would be like give it to. she can taste it she's salivating for it but that's when uh, but although although she should have a cooler head and i yes. agree with that yeah. but for people giving her shit and giving yes. the writing and, uh, and, and, and- this makes a hundred percent sense or a hundred percent uh complete sense because i would be i'd be like hell yeah I'm right here. I want it now. I have two right. dragons. That's they right. can't stop me. I'm it's right going there. Wait, can I just well, grab it? I'm going to sh- so
4: When it. you look down and uh, you look back in history, this is the ruin of Absol- every of conqueror of and every empire. Yeah,
3: Each yeah. No, no, no. They, they go. They haste makes waste. Yes. Exactly. F- they go I agree, and, but it and, makes sense.
5: I would be the same and, way.
3: And, and, and yeah, you can't yeah. falter for that. But this is also the beginning of a descent for Danny. You think about oh yeah, like a major descent, just a spiral, like a downward spiral, because. They automatically make other mistakes right away. They do the whole, okay, we're going to split our forces. We're going to go this way. We're going to go that way. We're going to go in this direction by ocean, which by now you should know the, the iron fleet is out there like waiting. It's out there on patrol. Just dumb. (laughs) They, they made that. They, they go ahead and start divvying up their fleet. But at that point, that's when Arya stands in front of John and says, we need a word,
6: mm-hmm.
3: and they end up in the Godswood together, all four of the la- the last remaining Starks, Budgetly. And then <laughs> they even profess their loyalty to John, their blood loyalty to John. They go, "You're my brother. You're a You're Stark." A stark yeah.
4: About that,
3: you will always be a Stark. And then Bran, well, he does just, have Stark blood. Yes, him. and then Bran's just sitting back there, and then John's like, "About that," and then. But we don't get to see the reaction now, which I did don't not like. See the reaction. I was very
5: upset. And Bran's the one too.
4: that told them. I would, like, I would have liked to see their reaction.
5: Have, do you really want to see him tell them? They, they, they would have been more confused than than anything would have made sense. No, Come on
3: he would have said, "I'm the three eyed raven, <laughs> and I have seen." things John is not
5: your brother.
3: Aunt Lyanna is John's mother. Yeah. And Rhaegar because they Targaryen all fell asleep. That's why. Yeah, they all, they all <laughs> took a nap. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing: you're right, Raj, Because we would have seen Santa's reaction. Yeah, that's what I would want. Because wanted. of all the people here. She let up. Not That's only why. is someone else spiraling, Danny's spiraling down, but Sansa is making moves, too. She is. Yes, yeah, she is. She's just sitting Especially there now. gathering things up. You notice she didn't hook up with anybody. No, she wasn't drinking. No, she was just observing in the party, in, chilling. And, and she dealing. kept she's keeping Danny in one corner of her eye and everything else. And she's just taking it all in and just, OK, what next? What next? If she says this, I'm gonna say this. She does that. She's making moves and counter moves. Also,
4: by the way, she gave up that secret, like instantly. They she, yeah. they promised John that they wouldn't say a word yeah, to anybody. You no, know,
5: she she fucked up as far as family yeah, being important did. and things like that. She fucked up. Yeah, that's that ice cold. That's some bullshit. I don't like that. That's that's a Cersei move right there. And, and, yeah. and, that's that, that that's her teaching of that's her yeah. lessons from Cersei. Yeah, I do not dig that. That was not cool. No, It literally, she didn't want to. But she couldn't stop herself because she knew she told Tyrion. That's what really gets yep. the ball rolling. Yep. And she's like, this is the perfect person to tell. Right. So it's game over from there.
3: So we get uh, everybody's chilling. Um, we see Tyrion and Jamie hanging out. And all of a sudden, Braun just walks in out of nowhere. Oh, How yeah. How the hell did he get in? Walks in. in. Braun <laughs> busts in like, you looking fuckers <laughs> says some shit like that. He's like, I figured you two fuckers would be drinking or something. And it just starts talking shit, sits down. Tyrion is thinking, oh, well, this is Braun, like, Bronn's my boy, man. Punches him
5: in the fucking Bron- nose. Bronn's
3: my boy, Tyr- Jamie's like, Bronn will do whatever the highest bidder will do, man. You trust him too much, and we get their little thing going back and forth, and I like what Braun says, because they called him a cutthroat, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, you're mm-hmm. just a cold-blooded, and he's like, well, who the fuck were your family? we all start from cutthroat everybody's every every monarchy everyone has someone who fucking kills people yep and they're the bad guy and then they take it all and then next thing you know people like you fuck it all up later on i think they made a deal they made a double deal deal. they gave him
4: a double double so they gave him high garden and there we go
3: uh um then we get to a point where um sansa is talking and she tells Tyrion. i think i'm Mm -hmm. not mistaken she does Tyrion then lays it out there to Varys, like, hey, this whole thing that we've been going through was on some bullshit, if you think about it. Robert, just because he was betrothed to Lyanna, starts fucking a full-blown rebellion for a woman who loved Rhaegar. Yeah. Didn't even love him. She was just like, whatever, I don't want to do this. They start talking about other ways to, then they they go, that he's the claim. But John has a legal claim. Yeah, if there is a claim, John has it. And Tyrion keeps suggesting they should marry. They and then Tyrion marry. goes, "Well, they Which should I marry." Think that's what should happen. They should marry. They should marry. But they were like, even then, she's his aunt. May not even work out that way. Varys also says flat out, "Look, ultimately, I'm going to do whatever it takes for the realm." He, he's yeah, like, has
4: always been the same. I'm.
3: You can't my fault thing him for that. Is to serve, serve the realm. The to of serve the, the people. Of the realm. And then we get to the, then we start getting to the meat of the episode. Everybody oh, split up. Oh. Like I said, which was fucking stupid. Militarily. Dom, Dom Dom. Don't do that shit. But the dragons go flying across the sea. Dude, this awesome scene. The freaking, scene, though. awesome. But this scene fucking that hurt. Man. Th- yeah. Then. And, and, and we, not only that, Rhaegal was already barely recovering from getting torn up by like, yeah. from getting his ass kicked Come by on, a mother. Dead Viserion. He's flying. And all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> Drogon takes one to the chest. Yeah. And then we get
5: no uh, no no uh, Drogon no, didn't no, get Drogon's hit Drogon's fine no Drogon got the first hit no, to the chest no 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 Rhaegal got all the shots Rhaegal got all Rhaegal the shots got hit three mm. times one in the chest one so. in the wing and another and one the, in the throw the throw one got me man th- yeah I was See, so bombed. but but the crazy thing is that scene caught me off guard because it was like oh, oh this is awesome yep. yes we have oh, no, you know man. we have <laughs> typical Game of Thrones yeah the incursion and then just out of nowhere boom fucking well was I was spoon, sitting there well as
3: I was watching I'm going why are they in the water and all I could think was when the last season when Euron invaded our, uh Iara's boat. Oh, yeah. And I was like, they were just chilling and flying. And all of a sudden... And I'm going, that would be some shit if Euron came through right now. And what do you see? And Boom. Crook, just ballistas everywhere. That was off. Knocking awesome. the dragons down. Awesome Rhaegal goes down. The ballistas,
5: or, yeah. Super ballistas. Rhaegal
3: no. goes down and all of a sudden they watch the Dragon go down, and all of a sudden, Euron's like, "Okay," and they just start obliterating their ships, just obliterating them with the heavy ballista from the cross, the giant crossbows. And Tyrion has to do a quick dive in the water, which a lot of people were memed up, just funny as hell. And then we all wake, and all of a sudden, the mizzen mast comes down, and we end up seeing Tyrion waking up on shore, and Grey Worm oh, screaming yeah, out for Miss Sandy, right. and he's screaming out for Miss Sandy, and they take her. We look up all of a sudden, and they're at King's Land, at the Red Keep, bringing the people in, and Cersei even saying, "I'm willing to sacrifice all my people to can you know." She's oh, gonna she, to she, she literally said, people. "Open it up, let yeah, all the people oh, get let in them there. all in here." And if she wants it, she's gonna have to she kill everybody. everybody. Then we get back to Winterfell before, and as she does, it, she's all Breaker of Change. For sure. Yeah, right. And we see that they have Missandei in prison. Oh, that's awful. And when I saw that, I'm like, Oh my goodness! I, I, that's when I started getting sick personally. Yeah. My, my stomach actually turned and it's never really done that. Then we get back to where Jamie figures out because the word gets to him that the fleet got ambushed. And Jamie looks up and he's like, shit. Well, and Sansa tells him that too bad I can't see your sister get
4: executed. Yes. And then he's like, oh, shit. Like, they're going to kill my sister. So I don't. That's how I see it. He's going back there to save his sister. Hell or high water. If he has to take her away. But he does not want his sister dead.
3: Yeah, and then he had to do, and I'm gonna say this. I don't know if he did this on purpose, but I think the only way for him to break the tie to get yes. out of there, yeah, he was to say that to Brienne. I truly want to believe he was in love. I agree that he's in love with her, and this is not yeah. him being an asshole. Going, well, I was just in it for the quick nookie hit. You no, know? no, I'm, he wasn't. Good oh
5: no, no, he he does have feelings. He for He him. separated yes. himself, yes, and but told her those to things do because, this, and he had
3: to become Jamie the Kingslayer, yes, to get out of. There to say, listen, like, I love my sister, and this is, and to leave Brienne in the middle of the winter in just her housecoat, freezing and crying, but then we get back to King's Landing, and shit. Shit. Just some shit. Just and some shit. And what sucks is is this, you look up, and it, I thought for myself, I thought the 300 Spartans.
4: Yeah. Because uh, you see just yeah. the
3: Unsullied, and it's like a little bit of the Unsullied, and a dragon, and Drogon, and Daenerys standing there then Kyburn and Tyrion start exchanging terms and then it's like, we want Missandei of Noth. Kyburn's very polite. He's a nice guy. He's, but he's, he's just doing his job. Doing yeah, he's just doing his, doing his job. job. And he said, I'm, I'm
4: the word, I just I speak, the word. I'm, I'm, just, the I'm just the word. Mouthpiece. Yeah, that's not yeah. mouthpiece yeah. It, for yeah,
3: the queen. He's just like a nice dude. But he, but see the problem is with him, he knows how to do crazy weapons. yeah, he's, his contributions are way, way more. It's like sinister. Dr. Frankenstein is what he is. Yes, Shit. Dr. Mindbender from GI Joe. Oh, Mindbender! Ha, ha, ha. Nice reference. So they say their thing, they and negotiate, and then, then Tyrion just walks right past him and goes to Great. his sister, who he's, move, yeah. who he's hoping. Which, come on, Tyrion, you know your sister. Hates How many times you. are you gonna
5: try to trust your sister? Yes, but he makes the ballsy move and goes up right there.
0: I know you don't care about your people. Why should you? They hate you, and you hate them. You're not a monster. I know this. I know this because I've seen it. You've always loved your children. More than yourself. More than Jamie. More than anything. I beg you. If not for yourself, then for your child. The reign is over. But that doesn't mean your life has to end. Doesn't mean your baby has to die.
5: All the arrows are all pointed at him, mm-hmm. and he knows that she wants to kill him,
6: mm-hmm. but she
5: can't. Mm-hmm. She literally can't. Yep. She hates him. She fucking hates him, but she can't kill him. Right. Bold move on his part. And, that he, was a, and he doesn't want her dead. No, no, absolutely not. And, it, and he knows what is going to happen, and, it's, and it's, it, that's a really powerful scene, because you see literally two people on opposite ends of the spectrum literally face off against each other but they can't they can't hate each other they hate each other but they can't fully hate each other which is crazy and, and then she just says
0: if you have any last words now is the time
5: yeah because she doesn't buy
4: the
3: deal that Tyrion's selling and she just says
0: Thracurus.
3: the mountain draws his sword and then we just hear the slice I can see why it was controversial, The what happened there. I didn't know that was controversial.
5: Yeah. yeah for other it's, reasons. It's another female con- character.
4: Down. Oh, yeah. Well,
3: yeah. not only that, there were a lot of... They tend to do that a lot. A, but there were a lot of people going, two main people of color that you finally put in the show and you have to go ahead and kill her. Like The writers made that choice. But I will say
4: this on the other side of things, that had to have happened in order for Danny to
3: become rager yes. mad queens yes. exactly no matter if it, it was definitely a of color or not everything yeah. it raised the stakes but Yes, to uh, because I mean, when I she turns
4: around, that. Yeah. yeah, her but face, she's yes, pissed. she's pissed. Oh,
3: not only pissed, she is in another level. In vengeance oh, yeah. mode. See, see, but the well, the other guy who's in vengeance mode, Grey Worm, is gonna. kill oh, that gonna, as well. He's kill going him. to, to well. have a bunch of marks not on well. his helmet for sure by the time he's done.
5: See, but the but the thing of it is that if you take away Masande as a character and you just put who she is to Daenerys, where she's been, uh, what it, the importance to Grey Worm and things like that. And then you say, although she is rather important, she's the only character that can die that's not essential. Significant, Significant in the storyline. 100%. Line. She's not Tyrion. Right. She's not you know, uh, Daenerys. She's not a warrior. But she's big enough to two people, two major players that will get them into the game. 11050 right. because now
4: Grey Worm will do whatever Ever it, it takes. takes and
5: and side with her queen he would anyways but, yeah, now, but now it's now like it's to the even before it was to the death now he's no, he's yeah. he's going to pull a Jorah and not die yeah. till the job is done yes exactly and right. then Daenerys she's going to melt King's Landing yeah. she's like i don't give a fuck she's anymore fuck. That, she she says that bitch up there i'm going to melt her yeah. baby and all i she's going to burn and that's where we're going to have the the, the Mad Queen. The mad Queen.
4: And then John seeing that this is not good. Mm-hmm. And maybe I do need to do something. Maybe in Varys, putting those plans in motion for this to happen. Which, which would love. be really shitty, I think, if Daenerys dies in this thing. Yeah. As the Mad Queen. That would suck. But I,
3: I don't see it not happening now. They have to do that, though. That's what Game of Thrones is. It's just like the Sopranos. People, characters are gone now. Nobody's mm-hmm. ever been safe. And yeah. nobody nobody's will ever be safe. And we're like still instant. not safe for and the next two episodes. No, because you don't know now. And it, it, it was one of those gut punches where you just go, fuck.
6: It we hurt.
5: already had a lot of it people die. Hurt. And yeah. we
3: just buried all those people. And now you cool. go wipe the most innocent of all of them. And uh,
5: my actual favorite terrible. couple, too, because all the other couples are kind of weird or Ooh. odd. Yeah, I, I like that. They're, they're just all good. And yeah, they were, was... yeah, they're, they're yeah, they were all good. Exactly. I felt good about them. And I'm just like... I felt, because they
4: came from the bottom of
3: the bottom
5: Exactly. And I, I, oh. I love Grey Worm and speaking everything. Speaking of yeah. couples,
4: we
3: find out that Sam and Gilly... Oh, yes! I'm gonna have another little, uh, little another Tarly. little Tarly. Little, yeah. little John, right? Yeah. John
5: Tarly? Yeah. Uh, yes. i are naming him John. Hopefully, hopefully it's a girl. Hey, John yeah.
3: Tarly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
5: yeah, oh, yeah I, I, know, right. I know what they said. I was, I was like, when I heard that, I was like, that's not his name.
3: Yeah, exactly. But great episode. Very good, and yeah, it sets it. up what we get this coming Sunday while you guys finish listening to this episode. Get this ready. episode first, though. Finish listening yes. to this episode of the simplest <laughs> and then enjoy your Sunday night of Game of Thrones.
5: Key question, though, are they going to stick with the whole Game of Thrones, the episode before the season finale of major deaths or major things happening, and then finish it at the end five is supposed to be a massive battle, if I'm not mistaken, right? Another massive battle? The next one? Yes. I, I would assume, but I, I don't know. Knows, but my, nah, my question right. my question is about the death part, because yeah. episode 9 there they're 10 episode seasons, but now we have six, so this would be five.
4: I think you're going to see
5: or, some or major players all,
4: dead, whole, but I think the player. last one's going to be the major, major okay. one, because okay. they don't have next season to, to do anything. Yeah. Oh my God. Exactly. So two more episodes, people. That's nuts. Craziness, craziness, craziness. So that was our wrap up of the last episode. All right, I think we rounded that episode off. A little ending it off with a little Game of Thrones action, just a little. That uh, I'm glad that Eric can just listen to the podcast on. He doesn't even have to watch Game of Thrones. Mm. There we go. And you yeah, can yep. start.
2: He can start on the prequel
4: when it comes out. couple <laughs> years, you should watch Game of Thrones. He should. Yeah, <laughs> He's definitely He's real here. Shouldn't. It is okay. all That's I need
2: good. is time and HBO. Just those two things. That you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I oh care no, one the more third thing, the, other. the money for HBO. That's right. Well, all
4: you need game. to do is go to your multiverse. Just go on there and sit down. (laughs)
2: Um, I can afford HBO. I just don't have cable. So, Uh, yeah, I don't either. More time to watch it. There we go. There's that. Yeah. You need time? Get the magazine. Mr. Struthers,
4: where can people Uh. listen to your podcast on a weekly basis?
2: I'll tell you what, man. You should just check out the Bad Motivators wherever fine and not so fine podcasts are found. We are on iTunes, Google Play. Um Podbean. Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah, thank you. Um come on. What's the one I'm thinking of? It's some little like a rando one. Pod- I don't remember. Regardless. Pocket Pocket uh, Casts uh, or whatever the hell it is. Um uh, uh, Spotify. Oh, there it is. Spotify. You name it.
4: Cool. Definitely check them out. Where can they find you on Twitter? You know what? You can
2: follow me on Twitter at Eric Strowers. With that sultry sexy Where voice of his. You'll get to see lots of Star Wars and Taylor Swift tweets. If you like Taylor Swift, guess what? We've got something in common. (laughs) You're into Tay-Tay. Check it out.
6: Mr. Mr. Acquayo, where can people
5: find you? (laughs) At the Sith list, boo. He also loves Tay-Tay. Sure. I don't don't think I dislike her, so yeah. Good. Mr. Gonzalez,
4: who has a nice little smirk on his face, where can people find you? (laughs) On Twitter. Uh you can find me on Twitter at Less Than More Seventy Eight. Lessmore Seventy. You can find me at the Sith List. Guys, really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you next week on episode number one forty five of the Sith List.
0: Everything in this jungle wanna eat you, baby I can't blame them cause you look so fine I wanna give you sexual sex Give me that sweet, sweet monkey vagina Though I wanna put your pelvis in traction On Pandora, the main attraction is Two rabbits fucking Sex in the, the in the Lord of the Rings Smack her in the ass oh, with me. your ponytail fling was a soldier in a bad position He won't be stowing with that spinal condition They put him in a body with a tail and fangs And what we are presuming is a Indigo Wang go He's gonna nail all the fever he wanna While the animators think it to Zoe Saldana